Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. And here we are again with another episode of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit. <laughs> you gotta say it. Don't make me be the only one. Get your shit together. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. One of these days we'll get Rohit to say it. Maybe. So for those of you who actually heard that S word uttered for the first time from that female voice, that is our very own Robin Olsen still filling in for a Christian cloud. Christian at GYSTpodcast.com. Who is still alive. Still alive. As we found out. Yeah, yeah. He's not affected by any weather or anything down there. So that's good. Definitely a good thing. Yes, Absolutely. It's interesting because that's probably the first time the audience has heard Robin say the S word because usually we bleep it out. It's true. But we recorded it about 100 times and she said it every single time, guys. It's true. Yeah. It's true. She's a sailor. She's first a sailor. time they've heard it, though. Yeah. Without being bleeped out. I was trying to protect you from your parents there. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just won't have them listen to this episode. There you go. <laughs> you know, the mayor of Edgewood can't be, can't be hearing these words. No, no. <laughs> Today's podcast is very interesting. The last one we talked about New Year's resolutions and why some of them work and some of them don't work. Today, it's really taking a proactive approach when it comes to 2016. And that's what are some of the things that you can do to organize yourself in 2016? And it's a lot more than just saying a New Year's resolution, which we kind of talked about, only really lasts for a couple of months. But it's really what are some of the action steps that you can take the entire year long to really make sure that 2016 is a completely different year for you. And so for me, I know during New Year's, I tend to shut down. And there's a lot of parties that the people are invited to, but I really just like to stay home and review 2015. And so I'll take a look at, you know, what did I do on a monthly basis? Did I take any steps towards my dreams? And then what can I do in 2016 to make sure I achieve those dreams? 2016 is a big year for me, and it's one where I really am being very aggressive with my goals, taking the time to reflect on how I can be more organized is very important. And so one of the tools that we have made available to our GYST podcast fans is a book that I wrote a couple years ago called The Six Steps to a Better You. And within this, some of the things that you're going to talk about, that, that we'll talk about, how much is your TV costing you? It's a lot more than just what the physical cost of the TV mm-hmm. is. But what about the distraction that it causes? We'll also talk about what paths are your friends leading you down. And that really has a lot to do with your circle of influence. If you're hanging out with people who maybe don't have as aggressive goals as you and are really content with where they are, is that going to help push you forward into the kind of lifestyle that you want? We'll talk about some simple strategies for the next year, including two steps to increase your productivity. And those for me have been very helpful. These are just two different things that I do every single day that just are a little reminder on, am I going down the path that I want to or going down a path that I'm trying to get away from? And then three steps to get your life back on track. Sometimes we feel like we're going down a path that maybe we're not happy with So what are some of the things that we can do to to maybe right things around? Then lastly, we have two more things. Five steps to make a lasting first impression. If you're really taking the steps necessary 
to set yourself apart, a lot of that will have to do with you meeting a lot of new, incredible people who can help you get to certain places in life. So what are some things that you can do proactively to set yourself apart from the tons of other people that they meet? <laughs> and lastly, and, and I know this is really simple, but this is kind of what got my personal development career started, as strange as it sounds. And it's eight points to a great voicemail greeting. And if you okay. think about it, most people are just, you know, hey, you've reached so-and-so, please leave a message. But, but really, what does that get across? What's the message that really gets across? What are some things that you can do to set yourself apart? Because if that is your first impression that you have with a lot of people, it's not a very memorable first impression. So what are some things that you can do to set yourself apart? Now, are we talking like early 90s? Because you can play some R&B on that bad boy, get some Joe to see. Hello. You reached Kyle. Kyle <laughs> no, at Um Yeah, no, that's good. That's something you don't really think about, right? Or leaving a memorable voicemail as well. Not just a voicemail greeting, but leaving a memorable voicemail for someone to listen to it and call you back. Mm-hmm. Or remember that and call you back, especially in the line of work that a lot of people are in, um, cold calling. So that's good stuff. That'll all be available. Just go to the GYSTpodcast.com and go to today's episode and it'll be right there available for you to download. So it'll definitely help organize things. I'm not the most organized person in the whole wide world. Uh, Rohit will tell you this. He knows my primary character trait is a monkey. Right. And a monkey is, likes to be part of the pack, likes to be included in things, doesn't like to be alone. But I, it, focusing is tough. It's my energy. I like to do a lot of things at once. And I can't necessarily focus on one task all the time. So I like to be in big groups and be entertained, have a lot of things going on. One of the drawbacks to that is I can't focus, can't concentrate all my energy on one task at a time a lot of times. So realizing that uh, I want to call it a defect in my character, but realizing that uh, a certain quality is lacking. I have to put pieces into play to assist in having those qualities like a planner. I'm old school. I have an iPhone six. Like a lot of people have an iPhone. Rohit's got a, a windows phone. I had a windows phone for a long time and I loved it. I use that calendar, but I can't necessarily use the task list in there as much because I forget about it. The calendar in there is nice, but I don't always look at it. So I have to literally buy a planner and write down, like I'm Fred Flintstone, like I'm scribing into a a piece of stone, right? (laughs) What I need to get done. So that helps me a lot. I know if if I'm writing down my goals or tasks, things that I need to to accomplish to achieve my goal, that I know that I'm going to do it. If I'm not writing them down and I'm not reviewing them, I'm not taking action. It helps me take action. Part of helping me take action is is enabling myself to write things down and to accomplish those miniature goals, or, uh, those miniature milestones, if you will, to achieve my goal, whatever that may be. So that's something that I, I try to do. If I didn't do it, I don't know where I'd be. I'd be flipping through papers, flinging poop at somebody like a monkey would. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I am known as the list queen. My oh, yeah. sisters make so much fun of me because I'm always writing lists for everything. Just, you know, just simple to-do lists, what I have to do. But 
I just feel like there's such satisfaction when you do something, you accomplish something, and you can cross it out. I just mm-hmm. love that. I think it feels good. Also, one thing that I've started doing this year, I was actually reading this book called The Happiness Project, and we will link it on our website. It's a really good book. But one of the things that the author said to do was make a list of all the different things that you don't want to do. You know, the annoying little tasks that you have to do. For me, I guess an example would be call the Comcast guy. And, you know, <laughs> you know yeah, I, I hate calling Comcast because you're on hold forever and they never fix your problem. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, you have cable right now, just, you just have issues. Exactly. Yeah, yeah just, just little random things about billing or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But just like the little annoying tasks that you don't want to do. And just make a list of all those different things. And then I think she I think she calls them the weight lifters. So as soon as you do something that you don't want to do, it kind of, you know, lifts a little bit of weight off your shoulders. Like, oh, man, I really didn't want to do that. But now I did it. It's accomplished. It's done. And you feel a little bit better. Like you have that weight lifted off your shoulder. And so I've started along with my to-do list. I'll make my little weight lifter list of things I don't want to <laughs> do. And I don't know. I kind of like it. I think I might keep doing it. So I thought that was a good tip. There's certain things that you don't want to do. Yeah. I suck at clerical things. I don't like doing them. Right. I'd rather converse with people and interact with people. But I know I have to do clerical things. So if I write them down, I know that I can accomplish them and I check them off. Boom. It's done. All right. Cool. I feel better. I feel like I can breathe. Mm-hmm. I can move on to something different. Something that I enjoy. Yeah. What I like to do. It's funny. Robin talked a little bit earlier about crossing things off your list. And there's a book that I just... I'm having a difficult time remembering the name right now, but we'll go ahead and link it into our uh, show notes. But what they talked about was if you write a to-do list, just the satisfaction that comes from crossing it off and not just having a simple line through it, but really just crossing it off and just knowing that you accomplished a goal. Robin, that's got to feel amazing for you when you do something like that. Yeah, definitely. Put an X by it, cross it off, scribble it out. Yeah. I'm done with you. Mowing the lawn, done. Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I used to do before, and really this is something that I'm going to try to do in 2016, is I used to do a monthly report just to myself. And I used to talk about goals that I had. And what I would do is cross off things that I accomplished that year. And then when you look at your wall and you see all these different months, you know, January, February, March, April, and you see all these goals that you had and you see them crossed off, it's a certain level of satisfaction in knowing I was able to accomplish something. Oh, I can imagine. What Something I realized you just said was I used to. What stopped you? Wow. The tough questions already, Kyle. Well, I think that's something we need to address, right? Yeah. Is, is when we're talking about New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. and why we don't accomplish them and what we can do to keep ourselves organized to accomplish them is why do we lose steam? What prevents us from continuing to do something? Especially the gym. It's right. huge. January, February, middle of February. Post-Valentine's Day, gym's empty, (laughs) right? And I think a lot of that might have to go back to what we talked about in the previous episode on reasons why we don't accomplish our goals, our New Year's resolutions, is maybe we're expecting overnight successes. Yeah, I would agree. If my goal is to lose weight, and maybe at the end of the year, maybe that's 25 pounds, right? So say I want to lose 25 pounds by the end of the year. Come mid-February, I'm going to the gym every single day. I've only lost five pounds mm-hmm. and I'm not seeing any results. Well, it, you know, in a weird kind of way, Kyle, it 
almost goes back to one of our previous episodes, Sitting on Nails. And if you think about that, we talked about doing things that not taking action towards things that hurt us enough to do anything about. And so we're going to the gym every single day and maybe we've lost five pounds, but if our goal is 25 and we've only lost five pounds, we don't feel that good about ourselves. Mm. It's only, what I don't, I don't know what percentage that is, but we don't really feel good about ourselves. But if we just power through that and continue going, we're going to see those results. But it's often at the beginning where we struggle the most mm-hmm. to see those immediate results that we lose all hope. Being 20 pounds overweight doesn't hurt me bad enough to lose it. Being 25 pounds overweight hurts me bad enough to make me want to start to do something, but maybe not follow through with it. What can we do to continue on those goals and continue to achieve those goals? I haven't really, personally, I haven't really come with a, a whole lot of resolutions for 2016. I hadn't thought about it. I think it's extremely ironic. I'm a co-host of a podcast. This is about continually bettering yourself every single day. I don't have a New Year's resolution. So I'm thinking about it right now. And I'm thinking back to when I was in Peru a few weeks back or a month, whenever it was. I don't speak Spanish. I relied on my brother and his girlfriend as a crutch to speak the language for me. I learned about 10 or 12 words. Mm-hmm. I can't repeat four of them. <laughs> and I learned numbers. I learned how to bargain. Quanto, quanto cuesta, if I'm even saying it right. And don't judge me, Ruben. Ruben Marquez, <laughs> if I'm not saying it correctly. <laughs> But essentially is how much is this, right? I found the value in knowing an additional language, a second language that was foreign to me, but native to wherever I would visit. So I would say one of my resolutions or goals, if you will, for 2016 would be to learn a, learn a foreign language. Probably Spanish for me, I think would work. I, I probably need to quantify it a little bit better and break it down a little bit more because learn a language is vague and generic, I think. It's specific enough that I want to learn another language. I know I want it to be Spanish, but where do I want to be by June? Because I could put this off until August and not start till August, but I'd be behind and I have to bust my ass for it. I really want to learn something by the end of the year. So maybe I could say I want to have 100 words or 200 words in my vocabulary by June or something like that. Actually, let's do that right now. 100 words, 200 words? What do you guys think? I I, I don't know how to quantify that. What would that be? 1,000 words. Damn, Robin, you trying to set me up for Man. craziness. Hey, I'm gonna just get some flashcards. Do wow. I, do Robin I even is know, not joking around with you. Do I even know, know 1,000 English words? <laughs> Probably not. You know, aim for the stars. Man, adjectives, adverbs, pronouns, nouns. I, I, maybe 500. No, I'm just kidding. Robert, I think a thousand is okay. too many for me. So how about how about one a day? One a day. How many? Okay. So three sixty. Three hundred sixty-five oh. words. So yeah, that's actually that's awesome. That's, that's a a really good way to quantify the goal. So I'm gonna do one Spanish word a day. But really, you should make flashcards. Flashcards for sure. Those always help. I remember doing that in like middle school or something like that yeah, in but Spanish it's class. So helpful. Yeah. I love it. Flashcards. Boom. Robin, if you wouldn't mind expanding, so Kyle initially said he wanted to learn a different language, right? Mm-hmm. And you called him out. You said, what about one word per day? Per day? Mm-hmm. So why is it important to say, I would like to learn one word per day, as opposed to just saying, I just want to learn Spanish? If you say a big number, if you say, I want to, I want to learn 365 words, mm-hmm. you know, that seems like so much. But if you break it down into something smaller, one word a day, oh, that seems pretty easy. And then, you know, by December 31st, 2016, you we'll know, fluent. Yeah, you know, 365 words. That's a lot. You wouldn't be able to tell I'm not Spanish. Right. But it would have seemed 
like too much in yeah. the beginning. And there's no way I can learn 365 words. Yeah, very daunting. Very it's daunting manageable. task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breaking down into manageable pieces. That sounds way easier. One a day, I'm like, yeah, I can look up a word right now. Yeah, no problem. No, that that's fantastic, Robin. You kind of talked about a lot of people will set generic goals and not really know how to attain them. But by breaking that up and saying you have to learn one new word a day, what that does is that helps not only you in knowing, okay, I need to learn one new word a day and making that effort, but also helps the people that you're counting to hold you accountable. Because then, Kyle, for you, for example, Emily can come up to you every single day and be like, Kyle, what's the new Spanish word of the day? What's the word of the day? Yeah. And you've got to come up with an answer. Puto. Just kidding. We, uh... Were you beeping that one out? <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> Why you call me out? <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, it's 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 quantifiable, right? It's it's specific. It's one word per day. And I know before I go to bed, if I haven't learned a new word, I know I got to do it. Mm-hmm. Instead of 365 words by the end of the year, I can go to bed every night for the next six months and not learn anything and be like, oh, I got plenty of time. It's cool. I can go to sleep. I think what's really interesting, and maybe you guys have noticed this in, in just talking to your friends, when people tell you about their goals for the previous year, they really start talking about what they're going the changes that they're going to make in January, February, March. Mm-hmm. But it's really the long term that they don't talk about. Yeah. You know, it's how am I going to hold myself accountable? How am I going to make sure I hit these goals? How is this broken down into every month? How is this broken down into actionable items? You know, they can say what are they like. But really, at the end of the day, you as a friend, how are you supposed to hold them accountable? Mm-hmm. It's only if you kind of break it down into something very specific. We've all learned about SMART goals in our life. We've all heard different things. But really, at the end of the day, if you have a goal that you're setting for yourself, I'm going to accomplish X by 2017. That means you have 365 days or again, if it's a leap year, 366, you have X amount of days to really make an impact. And how are you going to take the steps necessary daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly in order to get that? And so what we'll do is in order to appease our self-conscious, we'll set a generic goal. I want to lose some weight by 2016. Well, if I weigh 127 and I'm now at the end of the year, I weigh 126. Wait a second. You weigh 127 pounds and you're a grown man? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Um, still a buck real... and a quarter. Yeah, a buck <laughs> and a quarter. Um, but but you know, if if my goal is if I weigh one twenty seven and it, and I say I want to lose weight, I can lose one pound and still reach my goal, and I can be all happy with myself, right? Mm-hmm. But what if I take the opposite end? What if I say I still want to weigh one twenty seven, but I want to go to the gym ten times out of the month? If I say something quantifiable and something that's specific enough to where you, Kyle, and you, Robin, can now hold me accountable, you can come back to me and say, hey, Roy, you said you were going to go to the gym 10 times a, a month. Have you done that? And I can say, no, I haven't. Or yes, I have. Mm-hmm. But if you say at the end, if you say in December, hey, Roy, you said you want to lose weight. Have you? Heck yeah. I lost three ounces. While you're what eating, up now? While you're eating that round table pizza buffet. Right. But technically, I could do that, yeah. and I would be right. 
And you guys, as my friends who are holding me accountable, I did meet my goal, so you guys can't say anything to me. You're justifying the goal. Terrible. So how about this? How about if the three of us right now declare a goal that we want to reach by the end? I just did mine. What did you say? Do you not listen to anything I said? You are correct. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Wow. I'm going to cry. Wow. Do, you, do you know what he said, Robin? He wants to learn 365 Spanish words by the end of 2016. One a day. She only got that because that was her recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> and you totally didn't listen. I want to learn a language because I felt vulnerable mm-hmm. in Peru when I couldn't speak the language. I had to rely on the handful of words that I knew in hand motions or find someone who could speak English better than I could speak Spanish. Felt very vulnerable. I didn't like it. It was uncomfortable. I didn't like it at all. I feel like learning another language would be very valuable to me because I thoroughly enjoy the travel and I do not want to cut back on that. But I do want to cut back on the uncomfortable feeling of a huge, huge language barrier. Mm-hmm. So learning a language will fix that. One word a day. That's my goal. I'll, I'll <laughs> I was like, well, what's yours? This is tough. My goal this year is, and you know, I think I've shared my personal development journey with, with our audience before. And I've been doing a lot of things that have kind of been setting things up. So the Growing Forward Seminars company has been coming along well. My personal development website has been coming along well. This podcast now has come along well. The, the books and so forth have been coming along well. My goal in 2016 is when it all falls into place, when it all just kind of fits together. So I've been working forever on these different pieces of the puzzle. But 2016 is when it all comes together. And my goal is to not work for anyone else besides me at the end of 2016. So by December 31st, when I fill out any form and it says employer, I'm going to write self. You said it. It's real. It is. It's kind of scary. So to elaborate on that, you can't just quit your job on December 31st and be a bum. That's true. I'm not going to let you sleep on my couch That's true. for more than six weeks. <laughs> so that means I've got to. You're my boy and I love you, so I ain't going to kick you out on the street, but you can sleep on the couch for a few weeks. But yeah, that's good, right? So with that goal being said, and I'm sure you have actionables in place, but mm-hmm. one that wouldn't, how are you going to go about doing that? Do you have, I, I, and if you don't have them yet, yeah. it is what it is, but I know. No. I know that you know that yeah. you need to have actionables every week, every month, whatever that timeline oh, that cadence looks like. So I'm going to say this, and I feel really nervous saying this, but my goal is to make $60,000 a year by December 31st, 2016. Outside of your primary source of income currently. My goal will be to not work for anyone but me on December 31st, 2016, and on pace to hit $60,000 a year in 2017. Awesome. That's awesome. And then wow. from there, you can work backwards. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Because yeah. now it's like, what is that What is that looking like per month? And mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. Where do I need to be to get where? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you're ramping up, right? And if you say it's 60K, it's 5,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Did I do the math? Yeah, 5,000 a month. But if you're expecting to maybe only make 1,000 the first month and 2,000 and 3,000, 4,000, maybe towards the winter next year. You're at seven or 8000 a month. So for year two, you're making 110 So I would love the help of everyone in this audience. If you can go back to the GYSCpodcast.com, look up this show, and purchase anything that we have that we're showcasing on Amazon.com. Done. <laughs> Rohan has written books, ladies and gentlemen. Read them. It'll change your life. 
Robin. Yes. You are on the spotlight. Oh. What is your goal for or resolution, goal, whatever it may be? My resolution, I I don't really know how to track it, mm-hmm. but I think I want to travel more. Okay. Because I mean that sticks to my criteria. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I recently have had just a handful of friends move out of state. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've all moved to really cool places. Like they've moved to Hawaii, New York City, LA, like super cool yeah. places. And I'm like, how cool would that be to just, you know, take this year and just try to go visit? Yeah, each absolutely. And every one of them. You have a place to stay. Exactly. Yeah. So that Done. cuts down on travel. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, exactly. All you, all you got to pay for is the airline. Yep. And some food and whatever you're going to do when you're down there. Done. So. Yeah, so I'm going to try to travel more. Let's quantify more. Okay, perfect. How much did you travel last year? Um, Like hardly at all. Really? Maybe How many I times took, did you leave the state? Maybe I took like two trips. Okay, so now I need to take three trips this year. And okay. you said Hawaii, L.A., and New York. Yeah. So you have to visit your friends in Hawaii, L.A., and New York. Perfect. And maybe do wow. one trip outside those three. Okay. Done. Perfect. So that's one a quarter. One a quarter? One a quarter. That's good. Okay. Goal quantified. Done. Perfect. Dude, this is so going to happen. I got to book some flights. Yep. (laughs) There you go. I love it. And I think, Kyle, uh, it's up to you and I being friends with Robin to, not just to Robin, but I think all three of us. Yeah. Yeah. We owe it to each other to hold each other accountable to these goals. You know what I'm going to expect next year? Yes. Four shot glasses. One from Hawaii. One from L.A., one from New York, and one from an undisclosed location yet to be determined throughout the course of 2016. Done. <laughs> you know what I should do? I should take a map of the U.S. and just hang up a picture on the wall and just take a dart, throw it at the dart. And go there. And go there. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. I've awesome. Always, but what if I? what if the dart lands on, like, Nebraska or something? I'd have to rethrow it. Do you like steak? Now you're just insulting all of our fans in Nebraska. <laughs> Cornhuskers. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Nothing against Nebraska. I've never been there. Maybe it just doesn't really sound cool. fun. Not going to lie. I'll say it. Nebraska, <laughs> you don't sound fun. I don't want to visit you. Nebraska, I do not want to be inside of you. I would love, I would love to go to Nebraska. Why? You're welcome. <laughs> I said it. You don't have to. They have really amazing <laughs> agriculture there. I believe it. I've heard, I've heard that. Yeah. I believe it. If I was a farmer, that would be fantastic. Oh, okay, Robin. I've got a, I've got a little challenge for you. Okay. Kyle, what if the next time we record, what if we have a map of the U.S. and a dart for Robin Olson? Whoa, damn, shit's and on real. on air, she decides where she's going to go. And we shit's hold real. accountable to that. Are you up for it? I'm so down. That All right. That would be really fun. Let's do it. And I'll bring my Spanish words. <laughs> I, <laughs> I kind of don't want to wait. I wish we could do it right now. Do you have a globe or a map? I Only, only what I can find on Bing Maps. I can draw something. <laughs> and she throws a draw cough drop. Yes. Boom. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. We'll do it. Yeah. Done. I'm excited. And you have to disclose your income. Yeah. Ooh. Because that's your measurable. So I have to let everyone know how much I'm making a year. That's really uncomfortable. Yes. Talking about money. And just sub, just from what we're taught as 
you know, growing up, you don't talk about money. You don't talk about how much you make a year. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting. For those of you who, I'm a huge fan of, I don't know if you guys have watched Adam Ruins Everything. It's a mm-hmm. TV show. So in it, this comedian, Adam, forgetting his last name, Adam Conover. So what he does okay. is he creates a show called Adam Ruins Everything. And every episode, he talks about something else. So it's Adam Ruins uh, Nutrition. So one of the, his episodes is Adam Ruins Money. And what he talks about is how we are taught from a young age not to talk about money, right? So even in our current jobs, we're taught, don't talk about how much money you make a year, right? Mm-hmm. And what that really does is that supports our employers. Because what if I'm making 50K a year and Kyle, you make 30K a year, even though we're doing the exact same thing, right? And so that's one of the things that he talks about is by us not openly talking about how much money we make, it's actually helping our employers more than it's helping us. Because if you guys were to know I'm making X amount of dollars, they could be like, wait, hold on. How come he's doing the exact same thing I am and he's making X amount of dollars? We should all be making X amount of dollars for this role, you know? So, Adam Rohit's got to go. Huge favor of this show. Sounds legit. Yeah, yeah you're empowering the employer yeah. at that point by not talking about something that is so called taboo or a moray, if you will. I dig it. Quick, I know we've got a couple of pieces of feedback from um, the Facebook post that Rohit had brought up earlier today was, and kind of the topic of the show, I guess it goes back to the two minute takeaway, was. Um, how do you, what are some ways that you organize yourself in 2016? So we talk about goals and attaining our goals. How are we going to get there? What organizational skills are we going to use or tools are we going to use to achieve our goals and get organized in 2016? Yeah. So we have a few tips from Katie Matthews. Uh, she says, mine is silly, simple. Don't make mountains out of tasks. Now that I stay home and have a tiny human that has my energy, (laughs) I have significantly less time for cleaning and organizing. I wasn't breaking my tasks down small enough and was putting things off because they seemed too big to complete. Now I chip away at things. If the baby is asleep and I want to clean out my old clothes, I start with one drawer. If he's still sleeping, I do another. I sweep, mop the dining room one day, the kitchen and entry another day. If I'm working through my emails, I'll just do five at a time. Breaking large tasks into smaller tasks makes it more manageable Hmm. and less likely for me to put it off longer. I like it. I have one question for Katie. Why is your house so messy? (laughs) I'm just kidding. She has a tiny human. (laughs) Right? No, that's totally cool because you want to maybe you want to clean up your dresser. Right. But you think all of these drawers and stress are a daunting task, just like the 365 words or the traveling to four different locations or making 60K a year. Break it down. Let's do Hey, I'll get one dresser done. If he's still sleeping, I'll get another one done. You feel good about it. You feel accomplished. You got something done and you know that he's going to take another nap so you can get another drawer. Yeah, definitely. We have one more from Ankit Takur that says, I think it could be done by just being careful enough. One must dream on, travel on, and live on by not holding yourself back. That's awesome. Yeah. Travel on. Like yeah, it. there you go. Dream on, live <laughs> on, and motto. travel on. Yep. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Like now, now I, I don't care about Spanish anymore. I just want to dream and live and travel. <laughs> but I guess learn a language will help me with that. So yeah. Spanish it True. is. So yeah, I mean, with that being said, uh, I'll do the quick two-minute takeaway today. So essentially... 
Our discussion today was really around organizational steps for 2016. We talked about goals in the last episode. We talked about New Year's, New Year's resolutions quite a bit and why they s- sort of become lackluster after a couple of weeks, whether that be losing weight, going to the gym, eating more vegetables, Robin's favorite, um, <laughs> or making more money, Rohit's. Or what was the one? I forgot what it was now that you had, um, you, you used to do something. Oh, you used to recap your months every month. Oh, yeah, yeah. So whatever that is, what prevents us from doing that? What are some organizational skills or tools that you can put in place to do so? Um, Mine is just a good old fashioned day planner, not a month to month planner. Month to month piece is nice. But if I can check off goals or tasks each day, I can take that mountain of tasks and make it multiple little molehills that I can just kick over and move on to the next one. Uh, So that helps me quite a bit. So. That's something we can take a look at in all of us as you're assessing your your goals and creating your New Year's resolutions for the next year, for 2016, to change things. Don't think about what you're going to do in January and February. Think about what you're going to do in June and July. How are you going to maintain your goals and your resolutions throughout the entire year? Uh, take it one step at a time. Yeah, I like that. It Especially because it calls point to you said June and July, which are kind of midway through the year. Yeah. So don't really think about your goals as in the first few months, but use June and July as kind of midway points to really base how well you are doing towards yeah. your goals. You should be 50% of the way there. Yeah. At least. I like that. And July is my birthday, so it's a really special month. <laughs> and with that, and uh, Kyle, I, I just want to take a couple seconds and really thank Robin for stepping in while Christian's been away. It's mm-hmm. it's been a lot of fun having you in the studio and thank you for everything that you've done. It's it's yeah. really been nice having you here. Yeah. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Yeah, um it uh it definitely helps. It would have been really awkward with just Rohit and I. It you wouldn't guys have been are pretty good together. I, I mean we're all well, you know, we watch movies together, frolic in the park, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I see a little bromance going yeah. on here. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Um, but yeah, thank you again for stepping in, as Rohit mentioned. Um, I know Christian will be back next week-ish. We should have him on a on here pretty soon. But um, Robin will possibly be a regular guest, whether she likes it or not. She doesn't know. <laughs> Part of the family. Yep. There you go. Awesome. And for those ladies who miss Christian, you can email him. At <laughs> Christian at gystpodcast.com. I love it. So, Robin, here's, uh, let's listen to you some more, saying uh, goodbye. And now, take it away, myself. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.